The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk. For motorists across the country, a whopping two euro increase from 10 euros to 12 euros on the Port Tunnel. Uh, joining us now, someone who's calling it highway robbery, the leader of Aintu, a Meath West TD, Padder Tobin. Welcome to the programme, Padder, and a Happy New Year to you. Um, Good morning, Ivan, and Happy New Year to you too. So, uh, what do you make of this? Yeah, we, I just can't believe that the government are, you know, on one hand, giving tea and sympathy to people who are in a cost of living crisis, and on the other hand, they're actually jacking up the costs that people are dealing uh, with. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people in the commuter belts who are in commuter hell on a daily basis, traveling two and three hours for round trips uh, to and fro to work. And for the pleasure of doing that, they're getting fleeced by the government in terms of tolls uh, on a daily basis. And the really frustrating element for, for me is that the government have control over this cost of living issue. So the government, you know, for the last year have said, you know, cost of living crisis, they can't control inflation. These are international issues in the main that are pushing up this. Yet, if we actually look at the government's actions, they're now getting more in terms of VAT and excise and carbon tax from fuel uh, than they ever did before. And twice now in the last 12 months, they have put up the cost of tolls uh, in this country. And, you know, it's it just so frustrating. Uh, if you look at the M50 in particular, the M50 is the busiest road in the country. About 120,000 people travel the M50 on a daily basis. Um, the government own the M50. They're not in any way contractually obliged to put up the, uh, the cost of, of, of this particular road in terms of, of, of tolls at all. You know, it, it was, those two bridges were built for £53 million way back in the day. The government bought those bridges for €600 million Euros in 2007. And in the, last, um, uh, uh, in the last number of years, the last 10 years, they've actually taken €1.4 billion Euros in tolls off those roads. So in many ways, the M50 bridges are a cash cow for the government, um, and they're milking us to beat the band. And the people who are suffering uh, as a result of this are the, the, the hundreds of thousands of commuters that use that on a weekly basis. So, so explain to me, first, because I remember in the very beginning, I think the East Link was the first one, and we had this thing called private-public partnerships, PPPs. And the idea was the state at this time couldn't afford it, the private sector was getting involved. But, but as you say, uh, Anno Domini, the years have, have, have gone by. Is there any regulation of this? I mean, I, I thought there was some limit as regards inflation or what cap can be put on these charts, or can they just do it at a whim? Yeah, so the, we were told at the time that the only reason that these tolls were to be created were to pay for the roads. As soon as the roads were paid for, uh, the tolls would be dismantled. And indeed, Podrick Flynn uh, introduced this particular one for the M50, this public-private partnership. And, you know, in, in very kind of, let's say, murky circumstances, there were, there were um, tribunals afterwards in relation to donations he received from the successful a tendering company for that PPP. Uh, but anyways, the, the, those particular roads, or those bridges were actually built by a private uh, company um, and um, they, in one year, made enough tolls 
to pay the 58 million euros that it cost to build those two bridges. They continue to collect tolls on that uh, bridge for those two bridges for another uh, 10 years and then sold it to the state for a massive 600 million uh, euros. And since then, the government have, have been taking that money. And it's the same with the East Link Bridge. Um, if you add the East Link and the M50 bridges together, they are over 50% of all the tolls that are collected in this country. So when the government tried to make the excuse to say, well, these tolls, some of them are obviously the likes of the M50 and uh, or sorry, the, the M3 and other roads, they are in contract to PPPs currently, but the government have control over the M50 and they have control over the, the, the East Link uh, bridge as well. They could make life easier for people. I believe that the reason why the government are doing this is part of the whole Green Party uh, policy of trying to beat people out of cars. Um, and, you know, I, I have no problem with the idea of trying to get people into public transport. Uh, it's more sustainable in the long run. But the major problem I have is that for many people, there isn't a public transport alternative. So, I'm obviously, for Meath, Meath is the biggest commuter county in the country, yet we have no rail line yet going uh, to Dublin. Many of the people who are dependent... I thought there was going to be a line to Dunboyne, is there not? There is a, there's a, a, a rail line that just comes across the border, just into pace uh, in the south of the county. But right now, like if, according to the last census, 90,000 people commute in, in Meath, 1,000 people take the train, because the train basically hardly enters the county uh, at all. Uh, as such. So if we want to get people to use alternative public transport, we need to provide a carrot to provide proper public transport systems that they can use. But using a stick to beat them out of private cars when there isn't an alternative there uh, isn't fair. It's actually punitive uh, in the long okay, run. Okay, and uh, for a lot of people there isn't a, an active or a public transport option. But the thing that sticks out to me like a sore thumb, because it's mostly... 10 euro, 30 euro, 50 cent increases. But this this extra 2 euro, I mean, on from 10 to 12, they're, they're saying it's to stop congestion. Is there a problem with the tunnel? Because you remember the tunnel started to leak and it, had, it went way over budget and it was, it was much delayed back in Bertie's time. I mean, what is the story with this tunnel? Surely, once we built it, you want to use it to the maximum. They're, they now seem, the TII, the Transport Infrastructure Ireland, to have a new rule that, you know, this is nothing to do inflation. They want to actually stop people using the tunnel at peak hours. Well, it's hard to buy the issue of congestion because, you know, in, ma- in many occasions, the M50 is congested. Like, if, if you travel near the M50 at peak hours, you're likely to be in crawling traffic for some of that. So, and, and that's the, the really frustrating element about this is that people are being taxed, if you like, to actually to crawl on a congested road on the likes of the M50. Um, in terms of if they want to resolve the solution um, around the issue of, of the, the poor tunnel, logic would be that they would provide alternative routes. But again, like this country has a major problem in delivering capital projects. The government has spent 300 million euros to, de- to date on Metro North and not a shovel has ever been put in the ground. Like, for me, that's astounding that you have a government that, you know, has done all the talk, all of the preparations, all of the investigations, the planning, etc., for projects, but won't actually take that final step to actually put the infrastructure in place to relieve the stresses and strains of people uh, commuting on, on a daily basis. That would be the logic of trying to uh, decongest 
the Ports Tunnel rather than actually Okay, and, and Metrolink, Metrolink uh, like death and taxes has been with us forever but w- Joe jo, jo, jo makes a very good point on the text line the fact that tolls are such an issue today highlights the failure of bus connects and all other measures taken to date to take cars off our road thanks for that Joe I mean I remember with Shane Ross the idea here was that all your cross, you know, if you want to go from Tala to Clonturf, if you don't want to go through the, you know, if you want to go from Dunleary to Tala and so on, that this was going to be the solution. And it seems to have got mired in people's gardens and, and uh, an objector culture. What is the latest with Bus Connects? Yes, the first thing I would say is, and and your your texter makes a really important point, the bus system in this country isn't uh, isn't at all what it needs to be. And one of the big problems that's that's hitting commuters at the moment is the level of dropped services uh, and the level of full buses passing bus stops. And, you know, bus airing are under fierce pressure in terms of both drivers and mechanics currently. They're not, they're, they're not recruiting enough of those individuals and therefore, for example, the, the NX is, a, is, is the busiest bus service in the country to my own town of Navan. It would regularly have about five or six buses dropped on a daily basis. Um, now, if you're trying to hold down a job in Dublin and you're depending on a, on a service that's dropping every single day, well, <clears throat> after a while you're not going to be able to take that bus because you're going to be late for work so often that your boss is not going to tolerate it. So you're forced back into your car. The second issue that you mentioned there is for so long, the bus services in Dublin have been a, it has been a radial system. So, for example, like the spokes of a bicycle. If, but if you're from you know, Wicklow or if you're from Wexford or, or Kildare, etc., to get to a part of the city, you probably have to go into the centre of that spoke and then get another bus out to another area. Rather than having orbital routes uh, within the city, which means that you can stop in a part of the city and then get to the south or the, or, or the north of the city as well. So, and, and, and Bus Connects is another example of really, really bad public administration in this country where it takes forever and a day for the government just to, to, to deliver what are pretty simple uh, capital projects within our city. Now, um, some other texts from next week, I'll be driving to and from Santry five days a week, 35 uh, quid a week, 140 per month, multiplied by 12, 1,400 per year extra, not including petrol tax insurance. I'm an easy target. And Philip in Kilkenny, who doesn't like the Green Party, said, this is the Green agenda, keeping taxing motorists no matter what. Get the Greens out. But, but. Uh, you know, I've been to so many sustainability conferences, uh, uh, Padder. I put it to you that even if the Greens got two seats in the next election, the Green agenda isn't going to change. It's going to continue. Well, to be honest, you know, it, it is the approach that the Greens are taking is the major issue. You know, I, I don't have a, a problem with uh, many aspects of trying to make Ireland far more sustainable in terms of energy. But... First of all, they, you know, capital project delivery is incredible. A couple of months ago, we had every single minister for the environment of Europe in a conference in Dublin talking about, you know, offshore wind energy. We have seven offshore wind turbines built off the coast of Ireland in 20 years. So, you know, it's just the projects are taking so slow for, for, the, for the government to deliver on that would actually make a difference in, in relation to this. There are three solar farms connected to the, uh, to the grid currently in, in this state. So in terms of delivering on, on, the green, on the green project, the Green Party has been incredibly slow in actually delivering those projects. And on the one area where they have maybe a little bit of influence, which is obviously transport, 
their instinct is to use the stick instead of the carrot. So in other words, they're looking to tax change in behavior rather than actually provide the necessary capacity in public transport, which would positively lead to a change in behavior. So absolutely, people don't want to bring the cars into the centre of the city. And right now, the Greens are talking about taxing workers' car parking spaces in the centre of cities across the country. And again, many of those people who will be facing this tax will be left with no public transport alternative, uh, which would be the easy win in terms of changing behaviour and reducing the level of emissions uh, that happen uh, in, in our country. Okay. And the, you, one of your, your, your texters mentioned the cost. Like, you know, a person from, let's say, Kells in County Meath, who's working in South Dublin, has to pass through three tolls on the way to South Dublin in one direction. That's two grand a year. So we're not talking about small money here. We're talking about quite a punitive uh, cost on families who are already struggling with the cost of living crisis. All right. Uh, a busy year ahead for Padre Tobin, the leader of Aintu and Meath West TD. Thank you for joining us. And it does seem to me, there's a statement here from Transport Infrastructure Ireland saying the reason for this is because it's linked to inflation and it was 6.3%, which is the highest point it was in August. It's actually uh, going down. There should be a CRU or some regulation uh, uh, oversight of, of all this. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.